Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, looking for a guarantee from Andy. Yeah? Yeah. Dude Andy is joining us for this episode about King's Night. On the Two Dudes in an S podcast. Yeehaw, that's right, fellas. I got it right here. That nice, shiny car right there. Oh, you got to look at it. It's King's Knight right there. Right there. It's on the label. Check that out. Dude Andy with the guarantee. Buy this game right now. Only $29.99. <laughs> oh, it's a bit steep. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll lower that price later after we talk about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So uh, we were talking about before the show. But uh, I was a little late tonight because I was watching the Brit Awards, which is British people. And I know we have a few uh, out there that listen to the podcast. So I just want to say that you guys put on a pretty good show. I'm actually, I like it better than uh, most American award shows. Because, one, <laughs> it's not like in a big auditorium. It's like people sitting around tables. Like you would, oh. like, like if you remember back in high school or something where you would go to like an awards banquet. And you go sit around or a roast, tables. or like a roast, it's yeah. A fryer's roast, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty neat, and plus there's what? a lot of people talking, and I don't really understand what they say sometimes, but it sounds fancy. I'd like to have a roast of someone, and then also serve roast. <laughs> Not a bad idea. One of my favorite foods, a roast. Now, see, I used to think that that's what a roast actually was. Because I had no just idea when I was younger. I was showed like, up and they roast. Yeah. Speaking of roasting meats, uh-huh. uh, I saw something last evening that we've talked about on the podcast before. <laughs> the truth. So, so uh, we got a, we got invited over to some friends' house, well, mutual friend. Well, crab man, it's a crab crab man yeah. house, right? So we were invited over there. I knew y'all lived close to each other. Did you then, realize we were like within three hundred feet of each other? No, I didn't until I was looking for his house with GPS and then saw you all sitting on the porch. <laughs> and then we went around the corner to where their house is. And uh, there is a police officer with a pig. Hmm. <laughs> a rather large pig. Yep. I guess I always envisioned this pig that you said escaped from time to time. Was like a small pig, like a pet, cute little pig. Yeah. No, this is like a hog. Oh yeah, it's a hog. It's full on hog. <laughs> so we should probably refresh everybody's memory. I don't remember like fifty episodes ago, 
I brought mm-hmm. up the fact that in my neighborhood, uh, and it only happens in the South, I guess, but in my s- yeah. suburb neighborhood, we occasionally have a pig that gets loose and roams the neighborhood. And, and it's sure- important to note, it's not like farmland. This no. is like a suburb. This is like a suburb neighborhood, like area. Well, you said in the south, so I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not. There's not like he's not surrounded by farms. There is some farmish land out there, but it's mostly suburb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so I'm assuming that when we talked about this on the podcast, however long ago it was, that most people probably assumed that we were just making a joke or. Just mm-hmm. poking fun, you know. Oh yeah, we live in the South. Pigs get out all the time. Ha, hardy, hard, hard. No, Justin can now attest it is truth. We do have a yeah. a hog that gets loose in our neighborhood. And I'm not sure how long it took him to corral it because, like, the cop had it. He was standing next to it when we first got there, and then next thing I know, I like saw it like running in between houses. So <laughs> I don't know. It got loose again. So. They did not catch it while we were watching. I know that. So I live in the city now, just to kind (laughs) of... I live in the city in in Bloomington. Mall of America is literally a stone's throw. Um, But I used to live in a small farm country of Becker. um, And they had an emu on the loose for like... Oh, man. And there was emu sightings and the emu had his own Facebook page. (laughs) And people... He had his... I can't even remember his name. I think it was Dizzy or something. But, uh, yeah, the cops finally caught him, and emus are very sensitive. Uh, the emu had a heart attack and, and actually didn't make it because uh, the cops uh, thought, if they would have left it alone, you probably would still be out there running. But, no, they, yeah. Sad story for the emu, but emu on the loose is still a pretty good headline for, for Becker Township, you know, newspaper there. I feel like if I was a rich person, like if I had, like, you know, millions of dollars, and I would just like buy an emu and just like put it in a city. <laughs> and just watch chaos ensue. Let it loose. <laughs> They're kind of mean. You know? I, you, yeah, you right. kind of you might be, uh, you know, charged with some kind of crime. <laughs> you might be. Maybe if the emu actually attacks someone, but when emus attacks next, up you could make it look like an accident. Like you could have your trailer, you know, and like. Uh, you say you're trying to feed it or something, and it ran out or something. I don't know. We used to know a guy who raised emus, or mm-hmm. emus, or however you pronounce. Um, and back when we knew him, we could uh, we get a lot of meat to eat and like oil to, I guess, rub on your joints and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, he quit. I don't know if it was just not sustainable or what. But there went all that meat. Yeah, that was it? that was some good meat. Where do you was get the- oil off an emu? I have no idea. I guess it's like the fat. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you make it out of the fat, maybe? Yeah. So it's not like emu milk. All right, gotcha. No. Where's this oil? Is it, is it the one that was like out here in like the Philadelphia area? Yeah, yeah it was like a big giant farm. Yeah, I remember going out and like looking at the emus because there's tons of them. Oh, yeah. He had a bunch. Yeah. yeah. We should probably talk about King's Night, though. We can come back to <laughs> farm talk if we want to. But Far- livestock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we Here's talk about livestock last episode too? I think we did. We did talk about we talked about cow judging and horse judging. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably stop talking about farm animals for a while. Yeah, we've reached our two dudes, quota. Two dudes in a nest, sponsored by 4H. There yeah, 2018 is the year of the farm animal for the two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Kings Nine. You get some history. Uh, I have a little bit of history, but I have it in the form of a quiz game. Quiz game. All right. All right. So the quiz game. I think Andy. I'm sure you know how this works. We do Absolutely. questions. Each question has four possible answers. And you can buzz in at any time. When you buzz in, I stop reading. And um, uh, you can try to answer it if you haven't listened to any choices, or you can wait and hear all the choices. And we kind of instituted a new rule last time, just kind of on the fly, is that let's say Mike rings in, he gets it wrong, and Andy rings in and gets it wrong. Then we'll reopen it for the last two answers so we can try to keep people scoring, not just the... uh, not just losing the points. Okay. So all good. right. So King's Knight was released by a subsidiary of Square that was a North American uh, uh, division. Under what name was it? A. Works. B. Squaresoft. Andy. C. Andy. Squaresoft. All right, Andy gets on the board. He's cheating. I cheated. He's the card. Got the game in my hand. <laughs> oh man, oh man, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, it was first released under their Redmond subsidiary, SquareSoft, uh, is in Redmond, Washington. Uh, so that's uh, one point for Andy. All right, question two. These qu- these questions aren't super difficult. Anyway, question two. <laughs> This was an early work for composer Nubio Umatsu. What other franchise was he responsible for the music? Was it A, Donkey Kong, B, Final Fantasy, C, Castlevania, or D, he never made any music again, but he has an awesome mustache? Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Mike. I really want it to be D. Please say it's D. It's, It's not D. Oh, man. Andy. I'm going to go Andy. Final Fantasy just because Square also made Final Fantasy. That would be correct. I so that this would be... give me. <laughs> yeah. This is the early work of, of Umatsu, who would go on to uh, do the music for every single Final Fantasy. So... Really? We can talk about we can talk about that with the music with this game, because Final Fantasy has some pretty famous music. And I don't know if King's Knight's going to have that famous of music... But we'll talk about it. We'll get to that. All right. So, Mike, you're in a hole here. Pretty bad, yeah. All right. A remake of King's Night was released in 2016 by Square Enix. It was uh, talked about being released by next for next generation consoles. But what did it eventually? What? Uh, uh, did it eventually get released for? Was it A, the Wii U, B, Xbox One, C, PlayStation, or D, iOS and Android? Mike. Mike. iOS and Android. It was iOS and Android. So they they talked about, there was all these like teaser trailers and they were going to release it for a next-gen system, and it got released for iOS and Android. Finally, in 2016, after multiple delays. So, all right. All right I'm slowly this, catching up, but I'm still losing. I this feel question is like the to... Minnesota Wild. Oh, hey, now we just won. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This, this, this question I had to kind of reword a little bit because 
Well, Mike ruined it before the show. Had a conversation. <laughs> All right. The, so the North American in North America, this game was released in 1989. What year was it released in Japan? Was it 1980, A, 1989, B, 1988, Mike. C, 1987, Mike. or D, 1986? All right, Mike. 87. It was not 87. All right, I'll go Andy, 88 then. It was not 88, so we reopen it. Mike. So the, the two final choices are 1989 and 1986. Mike, 89. No. <sighs> 86. Andy, 86. Yeah, this game released in Japan. And a whole three years before it was actually released in North America. I knew, released better. I knew better than to answer that like that. <laughs> so Andy is technically one. Three years we'll in this, uh, this game. Five. Like they didn't. They must not Mike, have really worked on it much. <laughs> Mike, what you? What was that? What did I you say? They must not have worked on it much. You know, yeah. they had three years to do something. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they didn't do anything really. Because uh, there was. There was really no difference between the Famicom difference at, between the Famicom version and the the NES version. Now there was some differences, like it was released for MSX, and there were some control differences basically. But as between the Famicom and NES versions, they were basically the same game. So then why wait? You know? Yeah, I don't maybe know. they couldn't. It, it took them that long to find somebody who could actually translate the title. Well, you know, it was released. So I, I didn't say this in. in uh, uh, the first question, but uh, uh, you know, under what name did Square uh, release this? The first choice in that was Works, which Works was actually the publisher in the the Famicom version. So they did have different publishers, but or uh, but no uh, no difference. All right, question five: Who starred in the movie A Knight's Tale? Was it A, Orlando Mike. Bloom? B, oh. Mike. This is going to be so embarrassing. Heath Ledger. It is Heath Ledger. <laughs> I wish I did. All right, know Mike, you got, you got to finish on strong note because I essentially ran out of, like, there's not a whole lot of history on this game. So it's like, I ran out of cool, really things to ask. So I had to, so I just pulled out a night still. That's okay. Is that your Great. favorite movie? Great movie. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be in, in uh, uh, Nick Stevens' like favorite movies of all time. Oh yeah, I think he I think he told me that one time. Oh yeah, did he call he you and tell you? Uh, I think he said, you know, this is in one of my top ten games of all time. I think. So, <laughs> yeah, he even called it a top game. ten top ten movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. weird thing. You're like, what do you think about Knight's Tale, Nick? He says, I think it's one of my top ten games of all time. You're like, Nick, right, it's a movie. Right. He's, He's like, just... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just he says I pretend I'm playing it. So. <laughs> Got the controller, watching he right. go down. Right. <laughs> All right, Mike. You got a story about how you came across this game? Uh, I have. I have a story ish. It's definitely not a demo mode this time, and it's not a. I've never had it. It's not a. I don't even remember how I got it. It's a. I remember. It's just not a very detailed or exciting story. I just. I bought it off credit. From a guy in Knoxville. Sweet. <laughs> was this game on Craigslist? Like, or no, was no, it no, a no. lot? It was just a lot. Okay. It was, it, was, it was a guy. He said, "I've got a bunch, and I can sell them. I can sell them in pieces or whatever. Just come see what I got." So yeah. I did, and I bought this one and a couple other ones. Sweet. 
But uh, Andy, you got good a good deal. story? Yeah. Uh, this was a, uh, a birthday present from my grandma, who knew I liked playing King's Quest and thought it was the same thing. Now that's Aww. a good story. See, that's so a good my story. Birthday, that's story. I got yeah. King's Knight, probably in 90, 91, 90. Yeah. It was the same year I got Blaster yeah. Master. So I got a good game, and then I got King's Knight. So. <laughs> yeah, King's Knight. Yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess we could, can go ahead and start talking about it. I think we could. Uh, do you want to start with uh, the manual? Yeah, let's do it. That's usually a good way to start, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I've got electronic version. I, do not, I did not get the manual when I purchased the game. So... Is that okay? Can I go electronic like I always do? Mm-mm. I don't have a what lot of manuals. He, yeah. He's got a lot of manuals. Yeah. No got manuals. A, got a ton of manuals. <laughs> manuals, not so much. Yeah. All right. The All right. Uh, the manual is, according to this PDF, I have pretty colorful and pretty nice, actually. It's, well, it's yeah, mostly, the art. The art is yeah. good. It's really good. The box art's like, I mean, similar, you know? It's like really anime-ish kind of yeah looks I like mean, they spent a lot of time on the box art i i had to go back to the quest for a minute i had no idea what this game was um like i said the guy just said here i have a box full of games i can sell them all to you and sell them, some to you whatever and i went and i picked i was looking through them and the box the, the box art for this game or the cartridge art looked awesome so i was like yeah okay this one i want now the box art and the game itself don't totally match up, but I, you know, that's to be expected. I, I figured I'd know that going in, but I, I thought it'd be something. I thought it'd be a different game. But the box art is awesome, and the manual art is pretty pretty good too. Does anybody want to know what the story is? The game I don't itself know, but does I, not tell you very much. I'm going to be honest that before we get to the story, the table of contents, things go south pretty quick. <laughs> Like, I mean, the, you know, the cover's got some pretty art, and then we get to the table of contents, and then it's like, yeesh. Okay, so the table of contents looks like what I would do with markers when I was a four-year-old. I would just take a, a book and just write over top of it, you know, just just color it in. Yeah. Can but, you see that? Can you guys see that on the screen here? It looks terrible. It does. I'm pulling it up myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, on the screenshot oh, yeah. that I'm looking at, it looks your screenshot looks terrible too. Oh, well, thank. You. Okay, yeah, you're welcome. Now we're trying good. to. Oh, there it is. There it is. There we go. Uh, yeah. So code in there, like, uh, like the Atari. What was it? Uh, Sword Quest, like with the letters. I mean, I don't know. That's good. Oh, yeah, it is a code. It is a code. It's a. It's a, <laughs> like Canadian A. A. <laughs> U. E. Whoa. <laughs> you, you can stop now. You can stop Okay. <laughs> good, good try. Wait, there's foam. F-O-A-M. Foam. Uh-huh. There's something about foam in this game. Yeah. <laughs> that must be what you're shooting out of your sword. Foam. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah. The table of contents is bad. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay, let's get into the story here. Because this is the okay. story. This is going to be the meat and potatoes of this game right here. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, <clears throat> here we go. In, this is going to be rough, though, by the way. I just want to go ahead and tell you, because some, uh, some of the terms in this story are <laughs> a little bit rough for me. In the kingdom of Isander, the fair princess Claire has been kidnapped by a foul and insidious dragon 
and it is the mission of four brave fighters to save her. These fearless champions will come together, after proving themselves on their own, to fight their way to the lair of the dragon and restore the kingdom to its peaceful The knight, Rayjack, will go first. <laughs> he is the most... Rayjack... Ex- <laughs> Rayjack sounds like the name of the trailer guy that and uh, uh, what's the um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Uh, yeah, the hey, what is his name? Oh, down to the river. Oh, down to the river. Yeah, that guy. I think <laughs> yeah. it's Rodney. Hey, Rodney. It's yeah. Rodney. Yeah. Hey, Rodney. What? what? The, the devil. devil. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Christopher Maloney. He's such he's a great a, actor. I love that movie. Yeah. Mainly just that one part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the knight Rayjack must be from the trailer part. Yeah. Alright, uh, he is the most experienced of the group, and he carries a strong weapon. The wizard, Kaliva, is next. He has magic and good jumping ability. Now, i got to say this. The rapper Wiz Khalifa, uh-huh. he actually got his name from this game. Right, he, right. It's short for, you know, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. How long, right. did, yep. how long did you think of that one before we got on the show? Like, I mean, I got some sleep last night, but I was up <laughs> most of the night. Uh, now, I yeah. wonder, he has good jumping abilities, and his name's Kaliva. Does he, is he a basketball player? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, the monster, Barusa, follows. This scaly creature has strong defenses and can take many hits. Uh, I didn't experience that myself, I don't feel like. (laughs) (laughs) The thief, Toby, is the youngest and quickest member of the team. I feel like Toby in this game is like Toby from The Office. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) worthless. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it's Toby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's the youngest and quickest member of the team. They must first set out solo... And build their individual fighting abilities. Once they each have advanced skills, these courageous warriors will come together to seek out and save the princess. You must help them reach their goal as you are now part of the team that will fight for the to free the princess from her imprisonment. Keep your wits about you, plan your strategy, and set off on an exciting adventure. Pretty good story. Yeah. Now, the, this, the come together thing, they, they've said it like two or three times in here. And uh, I'm just going to out myself real quick. The one, there's one thing that I do more than anything else that gets on my wife, and uh, it just it, it it cracks me up every time. But we'll, we'll fold the sheets for the bed, and there's a there's a part in our folding process when we fold them together and like walk towards each other so they don't touch the ground or something, you know. And every time I will sing the Beatles "Come Together," and she just gets so frustrated. I don't know why, but it's just hilarious to me. Yeah, that's awesome. I do it every time. You see it in the in the Beatles version, or Steve and Tyler, or a Michael Jackson version. Just whatever I'm feeling at the time. So a little bit of everything sometimes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Michael Jackson version is the one that gets on it. So that's probably the one I go to. <laughs> that's probably my go-to most of the time. That's your go-to. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. So you guys like the story, Andy? You big into the story full, of this game? Full of lies. It's all full of lies. It does seem a bit. Like it's full of lies. Once you start playing it, this mm-hmm. is this is one of those where that's the first time I've actually looked at the manual. Mm-hmm. It explains so much that I wish I would have known when I was a kid. Oh <laughs> man, I know. Like, 
oh, I didn't know why. Why do I have a knight and then a, a monster? And the monster should be the bad guy, but no. They're supposed to be a team. Nah, it makes sense. Wasted mm. hours. Mm. Yeah, and the, later on, we'll, we'll get into it here in a minute, but the manual, like when I first got the game and I brought it home and I put it in the system and I played it, I didn't look at the manual or anything. I didn't look at the manual until we went to go, I went to play it this time for the show, and there's so much more that I did not know, and it has to do with like resetting the game and all this stuff, so we'll get into that here in a minute. But just know that if you're going to play this game, you should probably read, read the manual. Right. Or listen to the show, because we're about to tell you. Um, so if you go, if you move forward in the manual, it, it gives you the controls. So the controls of this game, I guess we should describe the game too. The game is a shmup, basically. So it's top down. The, the game scrolls and you shoot bad guys that come down the screen at you. You know, basically you're, it's very similar to just your typical shmup, but with a few twists that we'll get into here in a minute. But the controls of this game are almost Atari controls until the last <laughs> level. Because you have one button to shoot and you move. And that's all you got. So right, yeah. You need to just focus on this this how to control how to use the controller. Just focus on this first one, A button. Just look at that. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah. Fire your weapon. There. there you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Of course, you can yeah. pause the game too. Yeah. The B button actually does something in this game. Yeah. I never got to experience that. Yeah. <laughs> the B button only works on one level. Okay. That's okay. What other game? Because does a, an entire button on a controller only work in one level? Yeah, one level and basically one time, from what I experienced. You get to use this button one time per every time you play this game, you get to use it once. It's like, man, I can't wait to hit this B button. <laughs> and if you're like me, uh, you just prematurely hit it every now and then because you're just, just, maybe this time it'll work, maybe this time it'll work. Does finally, this do anything? Well, and then finally it does work, and then it never works again. Anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> so the way the, the way the game works, uh, I'm kind of done with it. We, we can touch on a little bit more if we want to, but there's not a lot left other than just describing the screens, telling you a little bit more about the game that we can just get. But um, basically the way the game works is there are four, there are five levels, one for each of the characters, and then a final level where you play as all the characters. But mm-hmm. it starts, you start as the knight, and you play the nice level. But unlike a typical game where you die and restart as the knight until you beat that level, in this game, if you die, you just go on to the next character and the next level. Which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought that's kind of... Mm-hmm. So like if you but play you as the knight, you die, all of a sudden you're the wizard. And then you die as the yep. wizard, you die, you go to the monster. If you die as the monster, yep. you go to the thief. And then if you die as the thief, it's game over. But you don't... But from what I understood, and I didn't get to level five... But from the things that I read, you have to have, like, the magic spells from each character to really succeed to beating level 5, right? Correct. It's pretty much impossible to play it if you're missing a, a character or multiple characters. So even though it lets you continue, you, might you really well can't, beat, off, you, you can't beat the game. Right. <laughs> so, right. exactly. Yeah, you, in order to actually beat the game, you have to make it through with all the characters. And... Not only do you have to make it through with all the characters, but you have to find their hidden item somewhere in the level <laughs> that will give them the magic ability at the end on the last level. Right. So I guess if you don't have the player and you don't have the magic spell, then you are going into level five completely not capable of finishing <laughs> it. So it's just like a big. It's a joke. 
It's a cruel joke. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> die, and then you're gonna start this game over anyway. So congratulations on nothing. We definitely should have covered this game for April Day because I feel like that's what this game. Is. <laughs> it's a one giant April Fool's. Joke. Yeah. No, no, really. I'm just that, that's mean to say. Uh, so we didn't touch on this. <laughs> I jumped right over over top of it, but uh, normally we talk about playing it as a kid. I never played it as a kid, but it sounds like you did, Andy. So tell us uh, a little bit what it's like to get this game in your younger days and play it. So the reason why I chose this game for the Patreon pick is because I got it for a birthday present. I played the heck out of this game. This would have been a game that I would have, if this was an arcade unit, I would have spent my allowance, my birthday money, my Christmas money playing this game. That's how much I loved this game growing up. But I loved it because I could never get past level one. I could never get past <laughs> level two. So, I mean, even though I loved it, I hated it because I could never get anywhere. But that being said, uh, I, I do remember there was one time where I finally... I, I don't even remember what character it was. I think it might have been the monster. But he, he ended up living, and I made it to level five and died right away. And it was it was awesome. But uh, <laughs> other than that, this game was just a big ball of frustration. But it, it, even today, it's one of those games that I will, I will still throw in, play through all four characters, die all four times, and then take the game out and, and move on to to Blades of Steel. You know, it's still it's still in my in my top twenty five of games that I love to hate. I, you know, I really felt like I should hate this game in playing it because it's it is very frustrating and it's very difficult, or at least it was for me, but. I really did not hate it. I, I actually kind of liked it. Like I said, love I, to hate. I, I like. I like. I love this game, but at the same time, it's yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I hated it as in the aspect of it was miserable to play because it is fun to play. It's a shoot 'em up. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's just you know, it's full of action. But I guess if I was sitting there and I don't, maybe you played it, but. I, you know, if you're playing it to beat the game, it would be just incredibly frustrating and it would just make you not want to play it. If if you knew what the the, the um, object of the game was, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you can I think if you, I guess what I'm trying to say is if I was just a kid and popped this into the NES, I may not hate it because it'd just be kind of a fun shoot-em-up game. Yeah. But once you kind of figure out what you need to do to, to beat the game, then, then I would hate it. <laughs> no, see, that actually <laughs> makes me like it more, to be honest. I think, because basically, the way the, 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 the uh, I'm stuttering a lot, sorry. The, the, I can't think of the word I want to say. The crux of this game, or like the gimmick mm-hmm. of this game, is that if you can make it through, if you get to where you're good enough to make it through the level, right? And you can make it to the last level, even if you can't find the hidden power up to get you the magical abilities. Um, and you won't know this unless you read the manual. But it, even if you can't find it, as long as you can get through the level and get to level five with your characters, you can hit reset on the game system. Not not power off, but reset. There's no there's no save battery in this, in this mm-hmm. game. But the reset will not totally wipe the game out. I really don't know, understand how reset works on a Nintendo. But I know that when you reset, sometimes things can happen. Weird things can happen in games. And this is one of those games where if you reset it. And you go to start again, you you can pick which character you want to be, and you can go through their level again, mm-hmm. and all the same stuff that they had, all the leveling up you did, grabbing the weird thing, blocks 
on the on the path. All that stuff's still there, so you can actually kind of level up your characters by doing that. Mm-hmm. So you can play through the levels again, level up your characters, hit reset, and then just have everybody leveled up whenever you go to the fifth and final level. And yeah, Never that, that that blew my mind when I figured that out. So that in and of <laughs> itself is kind of making my game, my love for this game, it kind of changes the, my feelings for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? They took the three years doing that. That that was the three years in the making. They were trying to figure out how to do that from the Japanese version to the North American. Yeah, it could be. be. We gotta we gotta find something. Oh, that reset button. Let's do something with that. I mean, is is this crazy? That's just crazy to me. I don't know. They do describe it in the manual. I should have read the manual, man. Yeah, I know. Is it so? (laughs) Basically, it says continue mode is what they call it. They call it continue Mm -hmm. mode, and uh, so. You press reset, and then you press the select button, and you can choose a character, and then you continue That's on. Just insane, yeah. and it's not even like it's not even like a, a fancy part of the manual. I mean, it's a whole page, but it's like there's no pictures to it. It just says continue mode in plain lettering, and just kind of gives you a little description of how to do it. Now, in my defense, I'm talking about how awesome this aspect of it is, but I didn't really get to experience it myself. I can just imagine how awesome it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was not able to make it through all four stages and keep all the characters, so I don't 100 percent know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to work. Yeah, it's supposed to do this awesome thing. Unfortunately, it's too difficult for me to make it through all this, all the levels <laughs> and try it. Yeah, so that's the next thing that we need to talk about. This game is friggin' hard. I mean, just hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get four lives basically. One mm-hmm. for each character, but again, the idea is to make it to the last level with all characters, so basically you have one life. Yeah. That's it. And there's no patterns. You watch these enemies coming down the screen, and there's at, it, it, there's no pattern from the first time you play it to the second time to the third time. Everything is different. So you got, you got people coming at you, you got bombs shooting at you with absolutely no pattern. I mean, ridiculously yeah. difficult. Oh yeah, it feels really random, and like the... The power-up locations feel random. Uh, there is an abundance of the down arrow, which is actually just takes life away from you. <laughs> yeah, the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, yeah. There's you know there's there's the life up one, which is nice. There's a jump that makes your jump better, which I couldn't really figure out what the benefit of jump is, anyways. Because I, I know you can jump on top of the mountains and then jump into the water and out of the water, but why do you even need to jump? I couldn't really figure out why you need to make that. A better skill, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> right. But then there's speed, and there's weapon, and defense, which defense, it seemed to me like I died just as fast no matter. The weapon gets better. I could tell that the weapon would get better, and the speed, you can tell the speed. But then there's there's life up and life down. There's a arrow that will just take your yeah. life away. And a lot of them. It's not even a bad guy. It's not even a bad guy. It's just it's just an arrow, just down arrow. Yeah, and, and it's, then, in, it's always in the way. And then you have the hidden cave symbol, which takes you to the dungeon, which the dungeon is where your like little hidden little pieces are that you need to find to do your magic spell. Okay, right. so here's my question about that. Is there right. consistency with finding that magic element? Because I cannot figure out a consistent way of, of getting to that. Or is it random just like everything else in this game? I think it's random, but I'll say this. So there supposed, there's like, I'm looking at the symbols. There's a spring supposed to add to your jump, right? Yeah. And then there's the hidden cave. And I'm looking at them, and if I'm looking at the two, I'm asking myself, which one looks more like steps? 
It's the jump one, right? Does yeah, it look like except steps? for the hidden cave looks like the steps that they use. In... Oh, okay. So yeah, sure. I think they're kind of caught. But I will that's, say that's that the, where I put it together. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that the hidden cave one also kind of looks like a like a stock exchange crash. It's like it's like a downward bar graph. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. So, all right. So if you want to lose all and your then, money, go, go to the game. And then if you look at the manual, the little Pokeball-looking thing, it gives you a question mark. As this, could this be good? Yeah, I never found could one of those in bad? the game, though. Did you? I never found one, personally. But I found what they do. The only one I found was on Rayjack's stage, and I always knew to stay away from it. Right. It's not a good question mark. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> like, puts up a yeah, bunch of barriers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just puts up a bunch of barriers and you just can't go anywhere. Oh, I did step on one of those. I just didn't realize it. Like the bunch of the little blue things that come out of the ground and get in your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But what kind of maniac did this in the manual? Like, hey, maybe you ought to check this out. <laughs> and it just kills you, <laughs> essentially. How nice well, of them. I think it's, yeah. it's supposed to... It, well, the way those little things pop up, you're supposed to be able to find your way from point A to point B... But it's so hard, and with the scrolling and the monsters, it's as soon as those pop up, if I hit it on accident, I was like, no, I'm done. Toss the controller. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Can't jump over them. you got to go through it, and by the time you get to the other side, you're caught up with the auto-scroller and it kills you. So. Right. So there's, and, you know, alluding to what Mike said, with you only basically get one life, since every character only has one life, and you need all four characters. It's, this game has so many ways to kill you. It will kill you by all these monsters coming at you at random times who are also shooting fireballs. And then, or if you're just, like Andy said, you just, the screen catches up to you and it just kills you. So, if you're just not moving fast enough. Well, if you move, if you stand still, it'll push you. As soon Mm -hmm. as you get an obstruction in the way, the jump feature comes in, is if you got a mountain in front of you, you can jump up on the mountain instead of shooting your way through it. But if you don't have that jump feature, it just, it, yeah, it, it implodes you. Right. Ah, uh-huh. uh, so that's what the jump is for. That's the only thing I found it useful for. There's sinkholes, too. Did you guys experience any sinkholes? Uh, they yeah, just that's open it. up in the ground, you fall in. Somebody needs a blank. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Hey, I, I just, while we're on a little bit of a detour, I did notice, uh, Justin, you have cats coming in your screen all the time, but Andy's got a really cute little dog. A little cute what? I get in here. A cute little dog. Oh. Uh, I didn't see it. Oh, I now oh, I see it. There. This is Max. He's my buddy. Max. Uh, little Max. This is, this is his tired face. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife works overnight, and uh, so today she she's working. Uh, he slept with her. Well, slept with me last night, and then she got home, I woke up with the kid, then he goes up and sleeps with her all day, and then she comes down at three, we eat dinner, she goes to work, and then he sleeps with me all night. So he just he sleeps with He's the laziest dog, but <laughs> he's a pretty darn good buddy. That's awesome. And then and then this guy here, this is Gomer. Oh, hey, yeah. Gomer. Named he's, after uh, Gomer Pyle? Yeah, that, that means just a Gomer. <laughs> oh. All right, so that's there's my that's my world of pets. That's cool. <laughs> I like pets. We all like pets. And you never told the story, Mike. By the way, another tangent. Oh, you said you had a story about a 
pet raccoon. Oh, never do we want to get into that tonight? I think you should. Okay. We got so, time. You were talking about how you wanted you wanted a pet raccoon? Yeah, I think it'd be neat. Okay. Well, you can imagine that my dad has friends who have pet raccoon. Sure. So just, right. He's the kind of guy that would have that kind of a friend. Well, one <laughs> night, uh, they brought the pet raccoon over and... Um, Let's see if I can describe this for Andy and the, list, the rest of the <laughs> listeners. Uh, there's, we have a room. My dad calls it the music room because that's where he always used to play music. And there's like a big fireplace with like a, it's brick. It's not a brick fire. It's a stone fireplace. It's got all these different stones and carvings and like this big hearth and it's just basically imagine like the inside of a cave. It's just it's the entire wall. It's really nice, <laughs> but. So this guy brings this raccoon over, and um, it's it's cute at first, right? They're feeding it, and it's taking the food in its little hands and eating it with its hands. And we're like, oh, what a cute little raccoon. And then after about 15 minutes, I guess it just got bored or tired of being around everybody. <laughs> and next thing I know, it's just like climbing on the all over the stone wall. <laughs> and it was like knocking things off the, the, the mantle, which the mantle is about... 10 feet off the ground because this is a huge fireplace and so he's breaking yeah he's just he's up there he's just knocking things off and then he he started like climbing on people (laughs) he would go up to people and he'd like climb on top of them and like like, scratch them and stuff and i was just thinking this has this is the worst pet i've ever seen right can imagine uh imagine a rabid dog that could also climb and grab things it's bad. Yeah. what i would imagine is with the pet raccoon is because you know like if something gets in your garbage number one suspect or at least in east tennessee usually raccoons because mm-hmm. they or just possum. get in everything or possum Ugh, if, you raccoon, if you had a pet raccoon and like how would you keep it, it was just like being your like kitchen drawers cabinets and stuff all the time like what how do you keep it from doing anything oh, no. like everything it wants to? No, that that thing was in to everything. When it wasn't scratching <laughs> people and knocking things off the the hearth, it was like digging through stuff trying to find things. <laughs> it's all they do is scavenge. Yeah, it was terrible. Just so I do not recommend parrot. Yeah, and the whole time the the it was a man and wife, and the whole time the wife was like trying to like calm down. Like, oh, come here! I can't remember. It's like Stevie or something. It's like come here, Stevie. Come on, <laughs> calm down, Stevie. And she would, like, grab him and, like, start petting him, and he'd just, like, cl- claw her eyes out and jump away. <laughs> it was just terrible. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. So, anyways, long story short, don't get Yeah. They are not meant to be tamed. And at least don't bring it over to your friend's house. Yeah, exactly. You can get one, just know your role when it comes to being a Yeah, let it destroy your house. <laughs> not your friend's house. Right. Okay, so let's get back to the game. So there's four characters, and mm-hmm. they're totally different characters, except for they're not, because they all kind of play the same. Right? Right. So for me, for the all the levels are different, and the characters are different, but they all kind of play the same. They do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. They're all extremely different. Yeah. Um, so other than the really neat level-up aspect to this game, it's kind of a mediocre shoot 'em up I would say it's in the mid-tier of shoot-em-up games on the NES. Maybe mm-hmm. mid to lower tier, just because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. It's not, there's a lot of good ones. So for me, it's kind of, 
But then you throw in that aspect that most people probably won't get to see or experience, <laughs> and it turns out to be pretty neat. This was very much yeah. a 1942 for me, as far as shooting ups. Kind of the same thing where everything's just kind of coming at you, and you're just one thing on the screen, and as soon as you're dead, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Except 42 yeah. had extra lives and better power-ups. But... <laughs> Except for 42 is better. Way. Just better in every... <laughs> conceivable way yeah i liked i think we're doing i mean sorry (laughs) (laughs) so all right i'm trying to think of let's just go into the graphics what do you think what did you all think about the graphics? i mean nothing special nothing special that's about it that's all you can really say about it i mean it's a top-down shoot-em-up so you're not going to get too awfully specific i don't know i guess you know looking at some of the sprites for the for the bosses those were pretty well done. Like, I think there were some aspects that were pretty good, but I think the background and stuff is just, for the most part, yeah. With the exception of one stage, the, the wizard stage, that white and lime green glaring mm. in your face. It was fine once you got into the cave, but then you, you came back out and you had to play the rest of the level with that. It, if you've never seen the game, it is a lime green, like a neon green, with white mountains and you are a white sprite and there's white sprites shooting white bullets at you and it is the most painful thing for your eyes to watch for 10 minutes it is pretty that is true other than that the 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 other levels are are pretty good with the with the contrast and everything but that level destroys your eyes yeah Yeah. I, i would say that i think that the game has pretty good graphics really but i'm with you andy i think some of the colors that they picked they're just too bright. It's it's weird because there's you know I know a lot of NES games have are bright colors, but even the water for me in this game and maybe my TV was just turned tuned wrong. I played on two different TVs both times. It's just uh, it really did hurt my eyes to play. But I think the the design of the le- there's you know the levels are all different looking, and the characters that you play in those levels are different, and the bosses are pretty cool. So I think the graphics themselves are pretty good, but. For some reason, like the color schemes that they picked and the levels just really did. It almost gave me a headache. Even Toby's, I mean, he had the uh, the desert. Toby is in a desert mostly. Well, not mostly. For half the stage. And then in the water the second half. But even his, like the sand, it's not like the Zelda. You know, Zelda sand is kind of cool. This is like that bright brown that just kind of surges your TV. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the color scheme was, was not the best. But yeah, the graphics were... were not bad for an 89 Nintendo game. Um, I, I've definitely seen worse, but I mean, this graphics graphics could have been better. Definitely not the cover art. Yeah. But well, then the, again, uh, it's 89 Nintendo, 86 the, Nintendo actually. Oh yeah, actually yeah, it is. Ace. So think about that, people. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. Um, there's a lot going on in the screens too, and there's not a ton of flicker or slowdown or anything. Right. The game the game itself is kind of. It's kind of slow, your characters, until you start leveling them up. The bullets aren't slow, unfortunately. But there's not a lot of there's just not a lot of flicker and stuff. So I, I don't know. I would give the I would give the uh, graphics a passing grade, barely, thanks to the colors. Passing, barely passing. Yeah, sees good degrees. <laughs> That's right. What about the uh, sound? Not great. I wasn't a big fan of the music. I thought it was fairly bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a big fan of the music either. I, w- I don't know if I'd call it bad, but I, I didn't. I couldn't really get it. 
I was kind of shocked to find out that you said that this is the guy that continued to do all the Final Fantasy music, and that's probably why I also thought he was just a guy with a mustache during the quiz game, mm-hmm. because a, a lot of Final Fantasy music is, is pretty awesome. Even on the NES, the Final's pretty good. To find out that this maybe this guy was just starting to get his feet wet with King's Night, I don't know. So this was his third game, uh, and of course but was before... Final Fantasy, but only like a year before Final Fantasy. So this game was made in '86. Final Fantasy is like '87. Um, so he just uh, this was like maybe his B sides to like all the music he was making, and they were like, "Hey, can you throw some music together real quick for this game?" It's like, "Well, I don't want to waste my good stuff, so I give like you this music. stuff." We like what you do. We just want it better for this next. Yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta remember though, Final Fantasy, and and I'm getting a little defensive because the music is one of those things that when I hear it today, it still brings me back to you know ten years old birthday playing this game. So I'm a little defensive, but uh, Final Fantasy was was Square's last ditch effort. Yeah, they put nothing but the best that they had into that game because they were going under if that game didn't survive. When they made King's Knight. They didn't care. I mean, that's why they were in that position when they made Final Fantasy, because they, they didn't care. They put whatever music in. So he probably was sitting there at his little composer station and was like, yep, good enough. That's good enough for that stage. And nope, oh, that's good enough for that. And then when Final Fantasy, the, he really had to pull out his A game and probably mm-hmm. was paid to put out his A game for that game. So, um, you know, I, I think the music's okay. Uh, it's not great. It, it's not one of those ones where it's repetitive over and over in a, on a 10-second loop. It does have about a minute and a half to two minutes before it starts repeating itself. Um, other than that, it's it's okay. I, I would say it's it's you know that passing grade C's get degrees, but not not anything that I would write home about. Yeah, I, I don't want to say that it's bad. Bad. I've heard. I've definitely heard worse in recent mm-hmm. memory. Uh, Bill and Ted rings a bell. Back uh, to the Future. Well, uh, yeah, we haven't played with that one on the show yet, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think it is kind of mediocre. But I can understand if I was if I had played this a bunch as a kid, it would definitely be bringing back the feels. Because there is, there is music in this game, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like it's just little 10-second clips that repeat over and over. I think you said that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to bridge the gap between you going. and Justin. I got the nostalgia going, Okay, all right. Yeah, too bad that Final, I mean, that Final Fantasy thing didn't really take off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's too bad. You know, yeah. some would argue that if they just cared a little bit more about King's Final Fantasy, wouldn't have had to be so important. And we might be on King's Night 16. That's right. <laughs> Does the have M- instead of Final Fantasy. Yeah. We could have had an MMO yeah. King's Night by now. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, uh... I think it's time to decide how much it goes for. and uh, Well, we don't decide that, but we can decide if it's worth it. All right, so price charting has this loose price. It's a good used price. $7. Okay. That's not, uh, that's not too bad, actually. I think I, I think I would say this game's worth it. It's not a very good game, and I don't know why I want to say it's worth it, but I feel like... It would be worth it to me just to get good enough at it to try out that reset thing to see if it to see if it really works. And I may try to get good at good enough at it to get that, you know, to take a shot at that. It may take me a long time. Yeah. 
I think I think it'd be worth a shot. And for seven dollars, seven dollars is not outrageous for an NES. Yeah, game. it's actually pretty cheap. So not for a spoiler alert, but I know somebody wrote in the comments that there's a, a pretty toasty one sitting in their local pawn shop, and I don't know how much he said it was for, but if it had a seven dollar price tag on it, and I've never played it, and I knew somebody was going to be talking about it. I'd grab it on the shelf for, for $7 and, and give her a whirl. Uh, knowing what it is and knowing that I've played it and, and after the review, I would say if that's still sitting on the shelf tomorrow on, on the pawn shop, I would grab it just to check it out. But I would probably walk up to the counter and say, hey, I'll give you 5 for it. Yeah, because you're I a dude and date with the guarantee. Absolutely. I would probably just uh, leave it on the shelf. No, actually... You take it to the say, counter and throw in the guy's face like, how dare you sell this game here? <laughs> I would probably, as much as I've only had mostly negative things to say about the game, there's not a whole lot of games that I wouldn't pay $7 for. So I think I would go ahead and pay $7 for it. It's definitely worth $7. A ringing endorsement from Justin. <laughs> yeah, <thank laughs> There ain't you. a lot of games I wouldn't pay $7 for. This, right. is, this is one of those I would, I'd, I'd fork over the money. Reluctantly. <laughs> it's not replacing any of my games on my my mom spend money on games. Oh yeah, definitely not. That's true. Yeah. So, what about you, Andy? Did you make a you made a list, right? Would this replace any of the ones? In- um, I no, it would not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> There's okay. too many other games on my list that that would etch this one out. That's fair. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up with the game talk. Unless you guys have any last words. No. No. That's pretty much it. Alright, did you guys... The only thing I got is... is, Did you guys notice on the cover that, like, Toby is completely wiped out from existence on on the cart art? Yeah. So I'm showing it on the screen, but if you're listening at home... Oh, uh, yeah. So the wizard is riding the dragon, and he... You can see his face, but Toby... They uh, they said, no, Toby, we don't want to see you on the cart. We're going to take you off of there. Uh, I think on the box, that's actually raised, and you can see him better, but... On the cover, he's like, he's the forgotten lost thief. Or well, he's thief. just a thief. Just the That's thief. Right. I thought that was interesting. But they, they made the uh, the girl you're rescuing that if you beat the game, you get to see for a whole uh, four seconds. Um, they made her nice and prevalent in front, you know, with uh, Ray Jack. Oh, yeah. Have you beat it? In... I don't think we asked you that. Unassisted? No. But with a game genie, of course. Had to find out how it ended. But unassisted, I, I got, I, I, I want to say it was the monster. I got him through and then got to level five with just him and exploded immediately. So didn't yeah. get too far. It is nice that this game, as long as you can get through with one character, you'll at least get to play stage stage five. So You get to see it. Yeah. Again, it's a teaser. Yeah, you won't be able to do much, but you'll get to, you'll get to try it. Now, before we go to retrofitted trophies, we had thought we'd... We have a game to give away, right? We got at least the 150 and one, and Andy is gracious enough to provide a king's knight. So, uh, the 151 came from a razzle dazzle win by me. I won it for the razzle dazzle, and I said we need to give it away on the show. And then Andy's just being nice for some reason and giving away king's knight. I had a whole box of them. (laughs) A whole box of king's knight. Yep, yep. This is the last one now, besides the one in my collection. Now I'll so I'll do I'll do what we did with um, Steve and Michael from Facebook. I don't know if you have anything you want to promote, Andy, but if you do, I got nothing. Okay, no, that doesn't work. All right, so here's <laughs> what we'll do. <laughs> here's what we'll do then. Um, 
for the 151, I will do a... So that everybody... But for the King's Knight, uh, we'll do... After listening to this episode, people need to call in the next show. And okay. Whoever calls in will get put in the contest for King's Knight. Actually, we'll give it two shows because sometimes we we're a little bit we record a little bit too soon. So two shows from this show. So King's Knight, and then call in for either of the next two. If you're one of the callers for the, either of the next two, win Andy's gracious King's Knight copy. So if you've listened to this show and you thought, "Wow, seven dollars is too steep for me." I need it for free. Then you need to call in, and uh, you'll get a chance yep. to win King's Night. It does come with that guarantee. That's right. So that number is seven seven five seven retro one, and we'll 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 mention it again later when Nick Stephen calls and tells us what he thinks about this game. Yeah, I can't wait to hear his his opinion. All right, retrofitted trophy. All right, do y'all have any? I've got a couple. I've got a couple as well. I'll go first. Um. The first one I've got is called Robin Hood, and that is Beat Toby's Level Thief. Mm. And Robin Hood was, and he's kind of like a knight. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, my first one is Got Full Bars, and that is Find the Hidden Stairway for underground for the underground section. And that's because it looks like full bars on a cell phone. On a cell phone, yeah. LTE. Uh, yep. So my first one is uh, Not King's Quest. Which is, you put the game in, push start, and realize it is not King's Quest. It is indeed King's Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Grandma. Thanks, anyways. Alright, my next one is Merlin. And to get Merlin, you have to beat the... Notice enough people. (laughs) It's kind of a boring theme. Uh, I'm going to go with just Tom Arnold would be impressed, and that is actually beating this game. That would be something Tom Arnold would be impressed about. He would be impressed. I think a lot of people would be impressed. Unassisted. Yeah. No game genie. <laughs> I don't have any more. I didn't write any more down. That's okay. the only one I could think of. All right, I got another one. I uh, bet you can't guess mine for the knight. Beating the knight's level. Heath Ledger. It is not. It's not here. That would be good, though. No, it's King Arthur. I like yours better. Uh-huh. I should have went with the actors that played these people. Like Kevin Costner could be, could have been the... Uh, the thief you could and, have done that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who played Merlin, but... Oh, it could have been Gandalf, right? Who played Gandalf? What was his name? Sir Gandalf. something. He was knighted. Yeah. Sir. Well, then he should have been the knight. Ian McLaren? Yeah, Ian, Ian McLaren. McCall- yeah, 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 yeah. That's... Okay, I'm redoing mine. Ian okay, we got Kevin Costner trophy. <laughs> uh, Ian McWhatever trophy. Heath Ledger trophy. And then, uh, who's played a dragon? I don't know. I didn't come up with that one anyway. Godzilla. There you go. There we go. Godzilla. Yep. Okay. Good trophies, guys. So before we, uh, I did come up with a, an ancillary quiz, if we had time, and I think we do. So before we do uh, how we're going to rate this game, I just want to just because I knew Je- I didn't know Jess was going to bring a quiz, but I thought I'd bring a little quiz. This is a night movie quiz. This is a movie quiz about night. All right. Are they are they occurring at night? I was gonna say, is that nice? They could be. They could be either one. They could be K N I G H T or N I G H T. All right, I'm game. Okay. Uh, see, I think I want to ask this Jeopardy style, so you guys have to answer in the form of a question. All right. In this movie, hilarious nights, quest for a Grail. Andy. Andy. What is Monty Python in the Holy Grail? That's correct. 
with the coconuts. <laughs> okay. In this movie, a gerbil lover plays one of King Arthur's knights. Oh, God. Uh, a gerbil lover? <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going with this, but I don't know the name of the movie. The gerbil lover's name is Richard Gere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Do you want me to give uh, you... First uh, night. Yep. What is first night? Correct. First night. Good job. One to one. Okay. In this movie, um, undead people try to uh, take over the world. Andy. <laughs> yes, Andy. What is Night of the Living Dead? That's correct. <laughs> uh, okay. Two to one. There's only five questions. <clears throat> In this movie, a very, very handsome knight jousts. Andy, what is a knight's tail? That's correct. Heath Ledger would be that very, very. Oh, I thought you were going with Count Adamar. Oh. <laughs> this Oops. last question doesn't have a doesn't reference a, a movie. I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> Are you looking for a certain movie? A, a, a certain movie. Oh boy, I may let you. The down, best movie buddy. about a knight. Oh, crap. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's not. All right, go ahead. Oh, my. Now I feel good. Uh, I'm not even going to ask a question because Andy won anyways. Well, last... I want to hear it, Okay, though. okay. Uh, in this movie, Val Kilmer helps a little knight on his quest. I don't even know. Val Kilmer is a little knight. Black knight. No. Oh, oh no, it's Willow. Even... That's, correct. Willow. That's correct. It's what Willow. is Willow? It is Willow. I haven't seen Willow since I was a kid, man. You peck. <laughs> it is Willow. So, 3-2. Yeah. Good game, guys. Black Knight was the movie I was referring what, to. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Uh, I was afraid I'd sound too racist <laughs> if I did that one. Oh, come on. Always a little worried about that. Okay. All right. So, how do you guys want to rate this game? A movie about a knight? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I did, I'd already ruined that. Uh, uh, let's go with um, hockey team. Since Andy's on the show, hockey. Head. All right, all right. Uh, shoot. I I can kick it off since I'm the hockey. Yes, team. please, please. All right, all right. I am gonna go with the Vegas Golden Knights, simply because they're the team I love to hate right now. Uh, and, and it's same with this game. It, it, the, this game is one of the games that I love to hate. The Vegas Golden Knights, they're they are new. They are dominating the NHL right now. And, and I, I love to hate them because I don't want to see a team do better than these teams that have been around for 90, well, 100 years. But they're the team that might possibly win it. And same with this game. I love to hate this game, but this game might take it all someday. Yeah, I understand that feeling. Well, I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. Because they have the longest postseason drought of any team in the NHL. Because they suck. <laughs> and this game sucks, right? <laughs> well, you, you said it, not me. Okay. Well, I'm going to go uh, with the Mighty Ducks. Not the movie team, but the actual Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks? The Anaheim Ducks. Because... The actual Ducks. Like I Ducks know. that quack. Yeah, I know. All right. So, the reason being is because the box art looks good. Uh, I thought this game was going to be great. 
Just like when I was a kid and I watched the Mighty Ducks movie, I thought that the Ducks should be my favorite team. I thought the Anaheim Ducks should be my favorite team. And then I watched them play. I was like, no, this is not the Mighty Ducks. This is not the team I wanted. Where's the Flying V? Yeah, exactly. Why are they not doing the Flying V? V? So that's kind of what this game did to me. I was expecting more out of it. I was shocked to find out it was not the game I thought. So being from Minnesota, the Ducks... And the North Stars are two teams I can never cheer for because they're the two teams that were stolen from Minnesota. Mm. The, the North Stars became the Dallas Stars uh, in 93. And then in 91, the Mighty Ducks was filmed here in Minnesota. It was a Minnesota hockey, uh, peewee hockey team. And then California, Anaheim, went and stole the Mighty Ducks and created a franchise out of it. So, yeah. I find it hard to root for uh, any hockey team that's based in like a sunny location. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it's Phoenix Coyotes. I mean, it's fake. It feels fake to me. Yeah. You guys watch the Minnesota Hockey Hair Team? Yep, every year. Man, I love it. I just love it. It's so it's great. Coming up in two weeks, I think. It's uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after will be the. Minnesota State High School Hockey League Championships. Yeah. You ever seen it, Mike? Mm-mm. You've seen it. I think I've seen it to you. The it's, guy that does the all-hockey hair team. It's hair? Like hair? Yeah, like hair. Hockey <laughs> hair. I don't so know. these these kids, they, they so I don't know if other states do this or not, but our, our hockey is pretty big up here in Minnesota, and these kids grow out their hair for the state hockey tournament. So when these young kids go up and uh, they introduce the whole teams and so they skate up to the line and they're like and coming up next is John Abrams he's a senior defenseman and they skate up and they go hi mom and wave at the camera but then their hockey hair is all flowing mm-hmm. while somebody takes all those clips of the kids with the best hockey hair and makes a, makes a dream team out of oh, them and nice. shows off their, their amazing hockey hair in Minnesota okay it's hilarious. It's, I need to watch quite that. awesome. I have not seen that, but I do need to <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've known people who have made that team. Oh. Well, that's... It goes back several years. Like, yeah. I so you've got plenty of videos to watch. Okay. So did, did nobody ever just make one that just covers all the years? Well, no. It's just one guy. And he was, like, I guess, like a mystery for a while. And, like, ESPN did, like, a special... Where they revealed who he was, because uh, nobody really knew like who made this video, but it had like millions of views. So, yeah, cool. So, enough about hockey. Although, I, 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 I can't get into hockey all that much. Although we got one of the best hockey teams, right? I guess I should be able to get it. I do like the Predators, mm-hmm. but this is not a hockey podcast, nor is it a farm animal podcast, nor is it a movie podcast. This is a video game podcast, and we need to get some feedback. Justin, I'm sorry. I think my video like screwed up there. Say it again. <laughs> I, said, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said, can you get us some feedback? Oh, yeah. He was looking for right. sort of hockey hair. Yeah, I was waiting That's on the right. hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Gray, Gabe Van Gilder starts us out and says, "I greatly look forward to this." Chris Vanderhoff says, "I still remember getting this game." This is one of the first, if not the first, game I bought with my own money. I remember going to Shopco and getting this game for cheap. $20, I think. 
I had all the cheap games for the NES. I would save up and buy them $20 and under games. OMG, I went on a tangent on a podcast about tangents. Now, back to the game. It's a hard game, great game, uh, and it pretty much sucks. But after repeat play, you do get better at it. Still not a good game, though. And can you believe Square made this? So, there you go. I cannot. All right. Uh, Peter Martin says, looking forward to the show, dudes. You all make me feel like I didn't own any games, but I swear I had 30 plus games. Like many other shows. Never heard of this one. Haha. I will 30 say. 30 plus games back in the day. That was pretty awesome. It would have, yeah. That was, that would have been pretty awesome. I can remember, I can still remember when Neighbor Kid gave me his games and it like doubled my collection and I thought I was just king of, king of the mountain, you know? I was on top mm-hmm. of the world. Andy Lewis says, is that dude Andy guarantee? And yes, it is. Yeehaw! He's true feedback, Andy. <laughs> All right. Anthony Pig says, looks up my alley. I love anime-inspired games and art. Well, you probably won't like this game then, Anthony. Uh, Cecil Dredge. The only thing I know about this title is that there has been a copy with a really bad label sitting at one of my local shops for a couple of years now. Perhaps it gets a good review on the show. I might pick it up. Go buy it. Yeah, go, go get it. it. Especially if it's under. Talk him down to five. Yep. Talk him down to five. That's good. That's good. That's a good plan. Alan Taylor says it's not a bad game. Takes some figuring out. Tyler Jones put up a gif of the uh, Monty Python course writing. Gabe Van Gilder put up a gif of something very confusing. It looks like an old man baby jumping up and down kind of weird thanks gabe yeah christopher hodges says it's a very unique shooter with some rpg elements kind of the music is better than 1942 and the attack animations are even better than uh hildwides hidewides all kidding aside it is a pretty sweet game and i'm looking forward to seeing what the dudes have to say about this one that's it for the okay. facebook feedback all right, i got some twitter feedback uh, paul and andy at power trip gaming say Andy and I played this one, and surprisingly, I liked it a lot. Great shooter, but hard as nails. So, uh, Paul liked it, and they left a link to their video. They also have a video about it. Not family-friendly, they, they add. Still love you guys. You should. We should all go watch it. Just don't watch it cleanliness. So right. Say. Uh, Aaron Hickman. What? Aaron Hickman writes in and says, I remember renting this game as a kid and being super disappointed. It was nothing like Final Fantasy, even though it was square. Turns out it's a pretty solid fantasy shooter, though. Very reminiscent of Nightmare on it. Ultralavo says, I used to own this game. I remember it being fun, but with a high difficulty level. I enjoyed how you had the different characters you used in each section and how they all met up in the final chapter. I need to pick this up again and do a let's play. And then uh, Ruzan, not Roseanne, Ruzan, says... It was Galaga with RPG elements, great music, and pretty neat boss battles. I can't wait to hear you guys' take on it. Hashtag two dudes in it. I didn't know we had a yeah. hashtag two dudes in it. Throw a hashtag in there. Might as well. Actually, when you click on the hashtag, there's a lot of people hashtagging us. How about that? Well. This shows what I know. Yeah, really, we're just a hashtag and we didn't even know it. Some of them are pretty old. <laughs> some of the hashtags are pretty old. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. It means we haven't been paying attention. All right, so we got all the we we covered all the feedback then. No Google this time. Oh, thank you, no. thank you. See, that's why that's why you're where, here, where Andy. Guaranteed, 
to get Ryan Ballard's comments on the show. Right. I can't leave him out. He's the only one over there. I I gotta call him out a little bit. Somebody, uh, somebody stall, though, because I didn't have it pulled up. Oh. Uh. Sing a song. I'm about to sneeze. (laughs) That's not a very good song. (laughs) That that reminds me of the the pepper people. (laughs) (laughs) You really did sneeze. You guys watch Friends, right? The the pepper people. Now, let me just say. I did watch it, but. Let me just say that Ryan, you, you you must know that we love you because getting Google Plus pulled up on anything and getting to the comment on the post that I post is such a bear. You see how long it just took us there. That was all me clicking through all the links it takes to get to this one post. It's very unlike Facebook and all that. Probably why nobody uses Google. But alas, Ryan does. And uh, he always has good comments. So, having already played Dino Ricky as a kid, I couldn't help but see the parallels. The game seems to be a nice quality choice, but when I was left with a distinct feeling of, if you played one vertical shooter, you've played them all. It's a good point. And I, I yeah. don't know how I would place this one up against Dino Ricky. We may, you know what we may have to do? I think Joe, Joe Copel is the one that recommended we play Dino Ricky. So we may just have to get Andy and Joe in a ring and that's how we'll decide which better. And they could be they could be like the the undercard for when we fight Carmaro. Yeah, there that's right. There we go. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, speaking of wrestling and, and fighting and stuff, did you know? And you probably knew this, Justin, but the the listening audience out there does not know this. But the guy running for county mayor in uh, Knox County, which is right next door to us, is Glenn Jacobs, otherwise known as Kane. Yeah, he's running for to be our county mayor. That's right. Sorry, and he had an event. He's either having an event or maybe it was just, just had an event where uh, it was like to raise money for his political campaign and his brother, the Undertaker, was there. Oh, really? And that was part of the, like, you could pay more money to meet the Undertaker. Uh-huh. Still doesn't beat Minnesota, guys. We had Jesse Ventura, the body, as oh, our governor God. for... I How'd that work what, out for you? Was it four great years? <laughs> four... How'd that work out for you? Well, you know, I'm not political, but I lived through it. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I honestly like I'm not political at all. But I remember when when he was running, it was one of those things where it was like, well, uh, choice A sucks, choice B sucks. Let's give this third guy an option. This guy's a wrestler. Choice three's a wrestler. So, as an independent, he he got the the bid for governor, and it was. It was kind of crazy, but yeah. Shows you. Shows you poli- political people. A third option isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I, wouldn't use, Jesse, I wouldn't use Jesse Ventura as that example. Speaking actually. of... Oh, no. Not, no. <laughs> to take us away from politics, and speaking of third candidates maybe not being so bad, but probably are, let's see what Nick Stevens had to say about this game. He called. Oh, right. Let's hear it. <clears throat> okay, Nick called. Let's see. Here he goes. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably probably. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, I got to make sure. Wow. <laughs> now, when, when, I, when, I, now, when I recorded this, um, you know, he didn't actually leave a voicemail this time. That's why I, that's why you heard me at the end of the call, because I actually just, I, I talked to him on the phone and just right. recorded the conversation. Right. As you do with most conversations with yeah. Nick Stevens. Yeah. Well, you have to with Nick, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. there you go. Once again, 
for like the fourth week in a row, Nick, top 10 games of all time. He's going to run out of top 10 games. He really is. Oh, well. All right. We do have one other voicemail, and that should wrap us up on feedback. I don't have any email. So right. this voicemail, I think, is from uh, last guest host, dude. Hey, dude. What's up? JVNES from YouTube here, uh, also known as John Drossley. And I saw that you guys were playing King's Knight, and I uh, I know that that game is like a shooter or whatever, and I played it a little bit, but like I've never really dived deep into it. But uh, for the most part, from what I gathered, it's all right. It's a pretty decent game, you know. So uh, the cover kind of you know throws you off. You think it's going to be like sort of a like a like a RPG or something? No, but, you know, it's just a just a shooter and. Uh, pretty obtuse shooter at that because you gotta know uh, how to get all your characters and then that's how you beat the final level. It's really it's really an odd kind of game but you know pretty unique for the time. I mean uh, it's probably pretty decent. I don't know. Uh, you know looking forward to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, Jay-Z out. Thank you dude Jay-Z. Always a good yep. call. Always a good always good feedback from him. Yep. And he was on the last show which <laughs> Andy's not hurt. It's a good show. It's a good show. We need <laughs> to... Uh, you know what we need to do? Nah, I'd be, I'd be afraid people's fit. But I was thinking we should like put a, like a... who is, Who's been the best guest so far? Kind of out there. People's feelings would get hurt because they'd be right at the bottom. That's what you're saying. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> no, no. No, we, no, no. No, no, no. I'll ask more money. I'll try harder next time. Here, I, I get it. I get here's, it. Here's what it, here's what, here's what would happen, okay? We would... Have a contest. Who's gonna? Who's the? Who has been the best guest host? And then we would get Nick Stevens as a judge, and he would say everybody's in his top ten, and then we'd never be able to find a winner. Right. All right. That's all. That's it. Uh, how can they find us, Justin? And Andy, you got nothing to shout out, really? You got nothing? I got nothing to shout out. Just the two dudes traders go there and buy buy video games. Yeah. But that's more for you guys. But I'll be posting a bunch here. I, I've decided to uh, to go more demo and to downsize my carts so if you're listening and you need stuff uh vanderhoff i know i'll, I'll get you a list i promise <laughs> but uh yeah i'm gonna be downsizing so keep an eye on the uh on the facebook traders group i'll be posting some stuff on it cool. sweet so you can find us on twitter and let's get that hashtag moving again i'm looking at the hashtags and most of them are like from years ago we've we've had but, a couple uh, of different anyway. hashtags do you remember some of them? Yeah. We had D-Patter for Life, which is my favorite. Uh, and then we had Peter's uh, Of course, we've got Tomorrow will be impressed. Think. Sweet Fade. Oh, yeah. Sweet sweet Fade. Can't forget about Sweet Fade. We really could double as a 4-H podcast. What? I just think we if really... You're gonna, if you're going to be a 4-H podcast, I'll definitely come back. Okay. 13 right. years. Woop, woop. <laughs> I was just thinking, we, we sweet feed comes from horse talk that we had a long time ago, and then or co-op talk or something, and then we, were, we also yeah. talked about uh, here we are talking about farm animals all the time. And I was just thinking, <laughs> we, if, if we ever loop, run out of NES games, we just start talking about right livestock, the livestock report. Yeah, <laughs> this week's livestock report brought to you by co-op. Right. right. So anyway, uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, all the social media uh, stuff. And you can always call us and leave us a voicemail. 
at 775-7-RETRO-1 or that's on our website in the little, up in the corner. You just tap the little phone icon. Very easy. Uh, and don't forget, bada bing, bada bing. if you call us, you'll get a chance to win King's Night. you got two Ooh. episodes. So not the episode immediately following King's Night, although you can call in that episode and be entered. Just from now until two episodes, you could win right. that shiny, which is, looks like it's in pristine shape. It does it's, look in good shape. It's pretty good. It's it's. Of course, I kept the nicer one for my collection, but uh, this is definitely one that would get top dollar at any pawn shop. So there you go. It's a very good card. And uh, be on the lookout, everyone, for the... Uh, I'll figure out some kind of contest on on Facebook or something for that Super Games 150 and 1. That'll be another one. So... Sweet. And uh, shout out to the Retro Junkies. Oh, well, I was supposed to mention a Retro Junkie. I think this week I'm going to mention the SNES podcast because they're approaching their 100th episode. Shout out to them. The Retro Junkies have a Super Nintendo podcast. Greg does a good job with uh, George. They're about to be at 100. Pretty big deal. So shout out to them and the rest of the Retro Junkies. And shout out to the Wee Dude, a.k.a. the Wee Guy on YouTube. All these awesome stereoized. Shout out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logo. Shout out to Andy for being on the show. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude, Andy. Thanks for having me. And I'm proud to say that I think this is the first uh, episode that we didn't rip on the germs at all. So, Well, I mean, it's hard to rip on the germs these days because Nick, he's, he's calling weekly and, you know, really participating right. in, in our show. And he's not bashing us. He's actually talking about how awesome the NES games are. I thought you were just right. being nice because I'm up here in Minnesota and, you know, they're my, my neighbors to the north. And I thought that's why we were being nice. Oh, Neighborly love. The germs yeah. are your neighbors? Aren't aren't they aren't they up in Canada? Or am they're, I totally no, wrong on that? No, they're not Canadians. No? Are you kidding? No, I always Nick, thought the germs. Nick's in West Virginia, and Aaron's in like Texas. Yeah, so, it's like West Virginia. The more, Texas. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> we get there's don't, don't worry though. There are plenty of Canadian podcasters that can be your neighbor. There may yeah. even be a Mister Rogers podcast, and that will definitely be. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm just rambling now. All right. Okay. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.
they pooped in our our mess kit because we had a good system going with them. 